3: And this week, we're covering Armageddon Game again.
1: Back to IDW, baby. Oh, yeah. So what, what issues are we doing this time, Spence?
3: The uh, Issue 135 of the main series, and then issue number two of Armageddon Game, The Alliance, as well as issue three of Armageddon Game, The Alliance.
0: So the story is kind of at a lull right now. We're kind of in the middle of the arc. Yeah. So... But it feels a little weird because everybody's like it still feels like it's getting set up, but we're and but if you look at the timeline, like we're technically in the middle of it.
3: <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm kind of waiting for to see how a lot of the stuff is gonna pay off. Like I'm wondering if the alliance is setting something up that's gonna be happening like
1: after our came.
0: I hope so because
1: like it really seems like it,
0: yeah. Uh I hope so because like I'm I'm kind of spoiler alert, the alliance books have not been my favorite so far. <laughs>
2: Hmm. so
0: uh we can i guess uh get into it all
3: righty let's tell you a story perhaps i can best explain the story of my young friends and i is really the story of a man named
2: hamato yoshi all
1: right so this is armageddon games the alliance number two written and drawn by will robson colors by andrew dollhouse and gg dutro Letters by Sean Lee. Uh, there's also a backup in this, written by Eric Burnham, with art by Roy Mercado. Colors by William Sores, and letters by Neil Uyatake. Uh, apologies to anyone's name that I butchered. So, uh, on a rooftop, Casey Jones is eating pizza while when a little corgi comes to meet him. They're both strays, so Casey says they have to stick together. Casey starts talking to the little guy, telling him how the turtles have lost their dad. But he lost his dad too and even though he was a jerk uh he was still his dad casey understands now that his dad you know it's possible he was an alcoholic because of grief due to losing his wife to cancer casey admits he's had a few more beers on stressful nights lately and even raf noticed and they butted heads over it but if casey thought it was a problem he'd totally nip it in the bud also casey split from the purple dragons since they've become super mutant phobic with all that exposition out of the way Uh, The dog goes running back to its owner, and Casey gets a call from Don asking him to stay alert what with all the chaos in the city. Casey overhears some punk frogs rummaging around in an alley. They're just looking for food and arguing about whether or not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are totally bad guys since they blew up the TCRI building, or if they're good guys since they were pretty friendly that one time that they all met. Casey tails them, but he's overheard by the punk frogs. And his cover is blown when April's dad texts him, asking for his help moving something. Casey leaps from his cover and confronts the frogs. Misunderstandings abound as uh, Casey tries to explain that the turtles were framed. And Rasputin kicks off a fight by shooting an arrow at Casey's head. They fight for a while before the purple dragons show up. Casey tries to convince them to leave, but the purple dragons want to kill the punk frogs. Casey leads the punk frogs against the purple dragons. They get the the upper hand, but the new leader of the Purple Dragons, Mallow, gets under Casey's skin by comparing him to his dad and complimenting him for dumping Jenica after she became a mutant. Casey beats the snot out of him, and the Purple Dragons retreat. The punk frogs are victorious. They thank Casey and go on their way to try to scrounge up some food. Casey heads to April's parents' place and helps them move a box into a spare room. The box is actually a gift for Casey. It's a bunch of old sports equipment that you can use to fight crime. And the spare room really isn't a spare. Uh, they've invited Casey to live with them. April's mom offers him some leftovers, but Casey thinks he knows some folks who could use it, the punk frogs. That's the end of the main story. and uh, the backup, Casey's tracked down by Karai and she asks him to be her ally. She notes that Casey will inevitably, will inevitably choose the right path even if the easy path is available, and that will make him a perfect counsel for her as she tries to bring balance back to the Foot Clan. Casey, or Karai asks Casey to please join her, and he agrees. The end.
0: Next up is issue 135 of the main Turtles book. Uh, this is cover by Pharaoh uh, Panish and Kevin Eastman, written by Sophie, pencils by Pharaoh, colors by Rhonda, letters by Sean Lee. Donatello is working in his lab, attempting to utilize his gofu as a power source for the anti-gravity gauntlet. But unbeknownst to him, a chunk of it leaches onto a nearby pencil. Sari comes in and interrupts him, and he tells her not now. He's trying to finish something before so he can keep her safe, as he's convinced that encountering the Utrams is a matter of when, not if. Carmen tells uh, those who just came into the church, Jeff, Jay, and Sheena, that they arrived just in time as Donnie has put them all in lockdown to prevent, as Lita puts it, bad guys from coming in. Jeff queries if everyone present is all that's there, and Carmen says Don and Sari are in the lab, and Lita chimes in that Clunk and Pepperoni are here too. Sari then leaves the lab, and Jeff sees his target. Jeff asks where the latrine is, and noting it's weird, Sari offers to show him anyway. Just as he's about to grab Sari, Carmen appears, and Sari says that she was just showing him where the bathroom is. Jeff goes inside and transmits his coordinates to his commander. Out on the streets of Mutant Town, Jenica rescues Laurel and, Fe- and Felix from some rioters when Alipex arrives to help out. And when Bandit and Puggle show up, they team up to take them out, with Jenny stressing to them that she's mad at everything too, but they need to stop terrorizing people and wrecking everybody's homes. As the two flee, Al tends to Laurel and Felix. Back in his lab, Don notices his pencil is glowing and becomes curious. He writes his name with it, and it becomes tangible. He then draws a sigil and is able to pull it off of the page as well. Just then, he sees the Null Turtles on a broadcast, showing that they have captured Mare Pride and are about to free Man Ray, who they call the first hero of the mutant uprising, as well as a fellow mutant animal. Don calls Jenny and tells her to get to City Hall immediately. He continues experimenting with the pencil and cons and and its constructs outside city hall rioters are convinced that the turtles have always been in league with the mutant animals based on the fake turtle statements alopex and jenny scale the wall using takage and trap and drop into a makeshift jail where ray and sally are being held just as ray is about to be freed, alopex and jenny overpower the fake turtles and they call to fall back but are stopped by raf old hob and the weasels Alapex, incensed that the Splinter Clan is working with yet another of their most brutal enemies, runs away and declares that she's done with them all. Back of the church, Carmen and Sheena play a video game while the rest of the crew watch and generally hang out. Pepperoni suddenly jumps up and toddles off while while Sari is petting her. She goes off to see where she's headed. Jeff follows her and attacks just as Sari reaches her. Pepperoni jumps up and bites Jeff, but he bites her back and throws her off of him. The gang hears the commotion and sees Sari at Jeff's mercy. Carmen tells Lita to go get Donnie while she, while she Gina, and Jay attack Jeff and attempt to pry him off of Sari. Angel contacts Don for help with an neutron attack, but he's interrupted with Lita running in, calling for help. Meanwhile, Jay is flummoxed when his poison fails to affect Jeff, and then the fox mutant slams Sari into the ground after, he, after she bites his hand. Jeff then opens his mouth to reveal a laser cannon, and he blasts Sheena with it. He goes to hit Sari with the blast when Donatello and Lita show up. Donnie tries to hit him with his gauntlet, but it fizzles out, and he takes a blast instead. As Jeff rushes to attack again, Donnie had recovered and smashes his mouth with his bow staff. Suddenly, a vulpine exoskeleton erupts from Jeff, and as it sparks, the real Jeff, an Uttram leaps from the back of it and prepares to strike at Donnie. To be continued,
3: and that's where my story doesn't pick up but tells a different <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, a mainline story is kind of the one that's been following Donatello and Sari. So you'll have to wait till 136 comes out, and we will too to know what happens next. But my issue Armageddon Games, the Alliance number three story and art is by Junie Ba, colors by Rhonda Pattison, and then in the backup bit. The uh, story is by Eric Burnham, art by Roy Mercado or Mercado, uh, colors by William Sorez, and letters by Jake M. Wood. Editorial assistants Nicholas Nino, edit- another editor Zach Boone, editor Jonathan Manning, and senior editor Charles Beecham. Lots of editing on this issue, uh, and the issue came out on January fourth, twenty twenty-three. So our story begins with Alopex dealing with the fact that she doesn't feel like she belongs anywhere anymore. She doesn't feel like she has a home. But there is one person she can turn to, and that's Angel, who is fighting in Utram. The building that Angel and the Utram assassin are in is surrounded by EPF. Uh, if Alopex is going to help her friend, she needs to get through them. She confidently defeats them while Angel is struggling to even hurt her incredibly tough opponent. The EPFC that they're outmatched against Alopex, so they call in Ravenwood. Out of the sky plummets a massive woman whose body can unravel and become tentacles and stuff. That's the best way I can think to describe her abilities, her, her unique physiology. She is wiping the floor with Alopex when Angel finally manages to get a loose cable and electrocute her attacker. Just when it seems it's over for Alopex, Angel shocks Ravenwood uh, using her nobody suit gauntlet. Ravenwood is partially paralyzed from it, and Alopex and Angel are able to escape. Ravenwood tries to tell them that she only wants to help, but they're not having any of it, and they leave. Alopex is back with Angel, and it feels like she's home again. In the backup story, not too much time has passed since the run-in with Ravenwood, and now Karai finds them in the streets and offers for them to become allies. Alopex is not interested, to put it lightly and scratches Karai's face. But when Karai orders Bebop and Rock City not to retaliate and still extends her offer, Alopex can tell that she's sincere and really needs the alliance, and so she agrees to have an alliance with her. And Angel. The end.
1: Bold. Bold writing.
3: I, I'm actually, you know, to bury the lead, a really big fan of this issue of uh, <laughs> Armageddon's is number three. But well, we'll, we'll find... We'll get into that later.
0: Yeah, let's... uh. Let's go into the second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk.
1: All right. Alliance number two. I don't know if anyone here is a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in case he gets knocked into a trash can, uh, out comes flying a can of Wolf Cola. I didn't uh,
0: notice that.
1: Yeah, which is Dane DeVito's (laughs) (laughs) shell company. Wolf Cola. (laughs) Yeah. It's too specific to not be a reference, right? <laughs>
0: uh, absolutely, that's got to be a reference.
1: Yeah, there's no way it's not.
0: And I'm pu- pulling. Op- I'm opening the issue right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see this. I can't believe me as a giant Sunny fan.
1: Well, it's it's hard to see too because it's like it's like a blue can with orange text or or uh, brown text or something. It's terribly lit, but yeah, it is Wolf Cola.
0: Nope. yeah, Wolf Cola.
1: Wolf Cola. That's it right there. that's funny nice catch i missed that thank you
0: there's a glamazon box cardboard box there in the trash too
1: i don't know what that is it's amazon oh (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) is this the first time that we got all of the punk frogs names
3: i don't think so i'm pretty sure that we already knew that mary was mary which is you know reference to like Bloody Mary.
0: Well, we got like Attila, and
3: and Clyde.
0: Well, no, sorry. When I when I say all like I, I literally <clears throat> sorry excuse me. When I say all like I mean the others like like Attila and uh, Rasputin.
3: Yeah, I think they've been saying each other's names before now. Have they? Okay. Know. Maybe not, but yeah, Attila, Rasputin, Genghis.
1: The gang's all there plus the the new ones. Yeah. So Clyde, Mary, and. Who's the last? Because there's seven of them, right? There's
0: Attila, Bloody Mary, Clyde, Genghis, Napoleon, Rasputin, and Zedian. it
2: yeah. And Bonnie's the one that they lost. Bonnie's the yeah. one that they lost. Okay. Cool. Bon, yeah, Bonnie is Venus, so. Not confusing oh. at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, Not right. confusing at all. Um, <laughs> there's eight of them with nine names. It's, it's totally easy.
0: <laughs> when Casey, uh, I noticed when Casey gets beat up, um, when he gets his trench coat knocked off, he is in like the torn up white uh, hoodie shirt and mm-hmm. blue pants combo from Mirage. Yeah, it's a good look for him. It's a good it's a good classic Casey look. And I was kind of like, ah, all right, I like I'm, I'm glad they I'm glad they went with this because like K- Casey's in a bad spot right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. he's, yeah, he's are- been in a bad spot for a while.
3: Yeah, the other thing they'll have to say about this Casey, you some know, of it could just be his face shape too that they use, but he gives me like his dialogue and everything else gives me like heavy vibes of like the the 2007 movie, and maybe it's just because I'm also, maybe just because it also makes me think of that scene where he's sitting on the rooftop with Raph talking about his problems with April, and he sits on the rooftop and talks about his problems with that dog. Yeah, uh, but I don't know, just the way he's talking and everything, like I just start hearing that Chris Evans Casey Jones voice talking.
0: In my head when I read that one, I think this is like one of the first times, like in a long time, it feels like they've really kind of given Casey any kind of development.
1: Yeah, no, this is the Uh, first time we've really sat down with Casey. Like, yeah, he like shows up in like one random issue of the ongoing, from like issue one hundred to now. (laughs) We barely see them at all. Yeah,
0: Yeah. like it, it, it feels like it's been so long since we've seen Casey, um, other than like you know on a rooftop or like checking in to go do something like and so so it was it, it was interesting to kind of see where his head's at mm-hmm. um and this is this kind of goes to and i love being a turtle um
2: but i thought it was neat yeah no it's definitely the strongest point of this issue let's see um,
1: other weird things that um, so I only know Mallow because they made a hero Heroclix of him. I don't know if you guys ever played Hero Heroclix, but like
2: it's a little board
1: not. game with a... I feel like
0: you've asked us this
1: before. <laughs> I feel like I had to, but Mallow got made into one of those little figures and... I was like, who huh. the hell is Malo? Because like he's not a big character, but like he's weirdly been a consistent member of the Purple Dragons. Like he goes all the way back to like issue 10 or something. Stupid. Yeah. Like his name has been used multiple times. I remember
3: his cause Malo is is just the Spanish word for bad. He's yeah. just he's bad. Uh <laughs> so that's that's all the guy is. Uh as which is why it's I guess stuck with me is because I remember always reading it and being like, okay, that's that's all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh Yeah, he's been in here for a while. Yeah, so anytime he comes up, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Um, And then, I don't know if you noticed, but Attila says, man, I love being a frog. Obvious (laughs) reference to man, I love being a turtle.
0: And consistent with uh, their 87 incarnation, they really do not like pizza. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, They just really just do not like pizza um, or really any Italian food, it seems like. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but it was but it was really it was, it was just a funny little callback um, and then like Casey like winds up getting a Mexican food which granted I've never been to New York but as a native Southern Californian Mexican food's kind of our thing I don't know
1: how it is I'm in Nebraska so I couldn't tell you <laughs> yeah I think I don't know the, the
3: one time I went to New York I don't think I ever got Mexican so I, I don't know
0: I just like if I went to New York, it would feel weird getting Mexican food,
3: especially when you hear so much about their pizza and other things like that. Like, that's what I feel like I'd end up getting. But, you know, the frogs don't like pizza. So I guess they they have to find those alternatives.
1: I guess So we have a really good sushi place in Nebraska, which is not where you would expect to find good. sushi. I don't
0: trust any sushi that far inland. (laughs)
1: Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. It's I think she was a chef in New York, actually. Married someone from Nebraska, moved back here and opened the place up. So, Yeah, my my favorite place here in Utah
3: that I've been to, it's kind of closer to Salt Lake City, is called Soy's. Uh,
1: Really, really good sushi. Good Mm -hmm. place. I don't know why you wouldn't trust sushi that's in the only state that's triple landlocked, but it's good. (laughs) Well, is that it for uh, number two?
0: Yeah, I think that's all we got for number two. Uh, issue number three, the big one. Well, 135? Is that 135,
3: that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, next is issue
0: 135. Uh, so, the big, the big, big thing that uh, we all notice is that the anti-gravity gun is back.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, <laughs> the crystal becomes the magic crystal from the Donatello issue.
3: Yeah, Kirby's magic warp crystal. So, that got me super excited. I immediately got to work on making a, a TikTok to involve that and talk about that for
0: awesome.
3: people nice. who have been uh, reading it. So that's out there in the ether. Oh, it's already up. Yeah.
0: Oh, nice. It hasn't come up on my FYP yet.
1: FYP. It's
3: fine. It's just one about your Kirby. For, your for you page. It's it's uh, about the character Kirby and the Magic Warp Crystal. It's kind of what I just added in there. So I kind of tacked it in there to talk about it.
0: Well, then go check us out on TikTok uh, but yeah, but it's but it's kind of cool it it it's so weird because it's like you don't think about that magic crystal outside of Mirage like because it's such a it's such a weird thing in Mirage even. um like it's the it's in the Donatello issue and then it like doesn't come back into play until like the until volume four
1: when you find out like April's a drawing from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like late in volume four too. Yeah. It's
0: like towards like the middle, isn't it?
1: It's yeah. It's like issue 20 something and there's only 30 some issues. So yeah. Yeah. So,
0: and so like you, you really like, so, so it's fair to say like a lot of people don't remember the magic crystal. So to have it come back and I don't want to say it's like an Easter egg. Like I feel like it's going to be, it's going to come into play like big time. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I got to think cuz i mean he cut up his little like what that little gem that they made in the in the forest to make it so i, I got to think it's a big deal right yeah yeah what's it uh the muta stone from from the anime that's what what it is <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i'm holding on to that man God, i want to go oh, turtle saying if, they did, at the, the end of if this. they
0: did the muta stones
3: you know for some reason I find myself like oddly okay if it just is like a weird one time thing where they turn into turtle saint. I mean, it's not like in season 5 of the 2003 series they didn't all join together and become like Master Yoshi and anyway. Yeah. That whole thing in season 5. So it would be, you know, I honestly like I, I don't think I'd really mind that much if they <laughs> made some sort of giant avatar together. It'd be it'd be pretty <laughs> off the wall and they'd need to really they'd need to make it work but i don't know we're at a point where it probably almost could
1: (laughs) just change the design zero you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it only lasts for three minutes but they can be three minutes can span the entirety of an episode all right or you know it could just be one of those like you know i don't know some sort of like ultra
3: instinct style thing with goku you know where they trigger it but they're not really sure how they did it and so they can't really do it again, and maybe do it can pop it up again. later as a MacGuffin. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> to solve problems.
0: But yeah. yeah, but it yeah, it was it was cool to see uh, the Magic Crystal come in. I I personally do hope that it that it comes into play a little bit more. Um, it doesn't have to. It has, doesn't have to come into play in Armageddon game, but I don't want to see it just go away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like they spent too much time on it for it to be just a one-off Easter egg kind of thing, but we'll see.
3: Yeah. Uh, another thing from this issue is the Utron popping out at the end is, like, very 2012, which is probably, like, like, 2012 Ninja Turtle series when when they, you know, knocked the Krang out of their their robot suits. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the first time that they've really, like, I feel like they've really kind of, like, referenced... 2012 like sometimes the character's personalities can, and like some of the side series can sometimes feel like they kind of come from that series
0: I mean like Pigeon Pete is also from like, did he appear first in 2012 I mean it, 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 it's, it's like that Alopex thing where like they were kind of in development at the same time
3: well yeah, Alopex I, definitely came from IDW first Alopex had been because that's yeah. like towards the end of, of
1: 2012 so Alopex well, had definitely right. already been I think around. I remember like reading the issue of that pigeon pete was introduced the same week that that episode was in was aired like it was like simultaneous it felt like but But, yeah alopex was a bit there was more of a gap there
0: no yeah you're right you're right right. um but 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 what my point was just it's not the first time um yeah but they but 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 you're right like this this crank like it had like claws like it's it's like little it's like it's like a mix of that and like kind of the crank from the rise movie
1: Mm. like sharp
3: teeth
0: like the sharp teeth and uh um. well
3: they have always had the sharp teeth like this is the first time we've just seen one going like full battle mode as it's as itself i think <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, true you Usually know they attacking someone. Pods, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and krang's always inside of his android body you know except for yeah. like that one mini short story but we don't really ever see him like really fight anyone as just his fleshy utron body uh, it kind of mostly happens off panel. So I don't know. You know, I think it, I think it's kind of the first time we've actually really seen that out of them. And like I said, it's, it's a very kind of 2012 of them hopping out and scurrying
1: after them or, you know. Yeah. That happened all the time. What <laughs> I want to
0: know is who the, um, who the commander was. Because like the commander isn't like they show it. and It's kind of like a bear or like a dog. So think, you assume you assume it's another mutant
1: i think weren't there wasn't there a group of these robot uh utram guys like when they attacked angel there wasn't just one of them there was like five of them yeah so i assumed it was another one of those guys but it could be something else
0: yeah well i mean, I mean i'm talking about like his little hologram that like comes out of his palm
1: yeah i, I thought he was just talking to another one of those ones that attacked uh oh. nobody but i I don't remember what those animals were, so it could totally be something different. Right, 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 right. I got it.
2: We'll find out. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at... What's going
3: on with... Because, I don't know, I'm just trying to get the timeline straight from what we were talking about with, you know, with that one still being there and it fighting Angel, because Angel's letting Dawn know. Alopex isn't anywhere to be seen. So I think that issue number three takes place right before 135. Or during in the middle of it, I guess. Anyway,
0: yeah, because like I think I think this this section is kind of all like it's like all happening
3: and, at the same time. Y- yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like there's, there's a whole lot happening all at once.
0: Everything all at once. Everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> <You're> right.
3: <laughs> anyway, because I, I, I guess the biggest thing I was trying to figure out is yeah, like did one of the Utrams stay behind to fight Angel? And I, I don't know, because I'm just trying to think of where that one came from, the one that's she's currently fighting. And that's that's kind of where I am yeah,
1: talking about Alliance three. Yeah, because like yeah, it's not kind of Alliance a, three. It's not in a disguise like the other ones were. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and they really just attacked, like shot and then left. They didn't like stick around. Yeah. So, so I don't know where that came from.
3: Yeah, maybe she went and like, maybe we'll see in the next Armageddon game issue. I don't know. Well, because it looks like it was the mainline issue that had her get attacked. So, anyway, we'll see. And what's the EPF doing there? The EPF, I imagine, is probably responding to an alien in the area. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Yeah, that's why I guessed they were there. Anyway, maybe we'll get an answer. But uh, is that it for. Oh yeah, I guess the other thing I guess I wanted to add is that the uh I don't know, it's it's referenced on a lot of like the the alternate covers for this issue and everything else, but the skeletons underneath the the metal skeletons underneath the fake robot bodies is very terminator vibes, you know, they, yeah. they're heavily referencing like terminator stuff in issue 135. Yeah, when it like crawls out of the the wolf skin, the, oh, yeah. the fox skin.
0: I hated that.
3: <laughs> All right. Alliance three. Uh, we're seeing Ravenwood again, which I don't know. She hasn't been around since Bebop and rocksteady hit the road. Uh, it's cool to see her again. I for some reason I remember her like straight up just dying at the end. I forgot that she actually does like kind of escape as a tiny bit, and apparently she must regenerate or something
1: because now she's back with a full body again. I completely, well, wasn't she
0: completely forgot she existed.
1: Oh. Yeah, she attacks Bebop and Rocksteady. Isn't she made of like several heads with tentacles all put together? Yeah, it looks like she can like split up into like
3: multiple tentacular like being things. I I don't know what the nature of her powers are. That's why I, in my summary, I was like, I how do I explain this? Because yeah, I think because that's a very was, visual she's thing. Like
1: a, she's like a hive mind kind of, but like they're all just like heads with tentacles that all come together and make like a body. Yeah, and, Bebop and Rocksteady killed one of them at least. Um, they smashed a ton of
0: them. I don't know if you guys remember, like the old uh Clone Wars cartoon,
1: like the 2D one,
0: not the 3D one.
3: It's been yeah. a while since I've watched it, but yeah.
0: Well, you can watch it
3: on. It's on Disney Plus now. Oh, I know
0: it is. But uh, there was that bounty hunter that they created for the show named Dirge, who like his body was like nothing but tendrils inside of its armor, and so like when the armor like got popped off and stuff like it would look like Ravenwood's arm. Uh, That's kind of what, uh, like the vibe I was going with. Like, I am pretty sure it's not a reference to this, (laughs) this tie in (laughs) character from the 2d3 clone Wars cartoon. But I mean, that was just kind of the vibe I was going for. Like, that's the best way I can describe like how their powers worked.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like her, her body can kind of like unravel into like multiple octopusy looking
1: things. Uh, that sounded weird <laughs> the way I said it, but you know, <laughs> from James Bond, yeah, multiple uh, Bond villains, yeah, you got yeah. it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't think they've ever like explained where where she came from, what she does, or why she's like that. But I I'm happy to see her again because she was kind of a mystery in the last series, and I was always hoping they'd flush her out a bit. So hope she shows up more. Yeah, me too, and not to mention like it's it's just a cool another original
3: character that is something unique and different than what we normally see, uh, which is the other thing that has me excited about her, um, that I really like. Honestly, if they just keep fleshing out the EPF to be some sort of like evil BPRD, I won't even care. Like I'd be you can down. just have all of that. the you can have all of the leaders just be weird kind of freaks of nature humans that uh are trying to just take down things that aren't humans to solidify their place in humanity, you know.
0: See, like I think that would be a good spin-off series for turtles, like kind of a kind of like a teenage like a TMNT universe two. Like having that kind of BPRD like going and investigating like things. Mm-hmm. But have it be like, you know, one character who's doing it or like a group of characters.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, I could, I could go for that. Like th- there's literally so many potential for, there's so much potential for really good spin-off series. If they really wanted to just like make this a whole universe. Yeah, Like you really could just have an angel and Alopec series where they go and do stuff. Like you really could just have a, a continuing mutanimal series. That isn't just a mini series there. There's yeah, some... like,
0: I think, yeah, you know, you, you're, you're hundred percent right. Like I think, turtles especially the IDW universe has gotten to the point where like it can support like a like a running spin-off.
3: Yeah, if people would pick it up and buy it. If sense. people pick so it up and buy it, I comes. think
0: like I don't know if universe was always intended to end at 25 issues. Mm-hmm. Um but like I think universe is kind of the best example of that kind of spin-off that you can kind of keep going because other, otherwise like everything else is like a little short you know, four to six issue bursts like Jenica or the Mutanimals or Yeah uh the be up rock City side stories like
3: well and like the Mutanimals miniseries is one of the highlights in my opinion of like all of IDW. I love that miniseries. It yeah, is no, really it was good great. it's yeah. been
0: a while since I read it but it's really good.
3: I, I wish there would have been more <laughs> but you know there there never was and then status quo kind of got changed with uh mutant town that kind of put a damper on Mutanimal stories especially after they all become Imprisoned but things are changing I was gonna say, like again, The name so...
0: Mutanimals is kind of locked up right now <laughs> yeah. yeah figuratively and literally
3: <laughs> Yeah But you know things are changing again so Maybe we can maybe there's some potential there to get Some more stuff but But yeah I'm i'm a big fan so you know a big ninja turtles fan i guess you know maybe i don't know just a little you bit you a big ninja so, turtles yeah you? the I guy guess. who started this podcast was, yeah guess. just just a little bit <laughs> so i would i would love to see them starting to just like branch off and like make this into a whole universe with just all these different characters because there's so many cool ones that i'd love to see more of
0: yeah because you remember i don't know i don't know if you guys ever read like the archie sonic the hedgehog um And, like, depending on when you read it, uh, that kind of informs how much of a fan or what kind of fan you are. Uh, But I was reading, like, the Archie uh, Sonic, like, God, in the mid-90s. And uh, Knuckles had his own series.
1: Yeah. Uh, about like, him on Angel Island and all the other... Yeah, it was, like, it was all him on Angel
0: Island and then, like, dealt with, like, the history of the echidnas and stuff and granted like this is all you know ken penders who there's plenty of videos out there explaining who ken penders is um but it, but it was cool because like it was it it was its own book and it was popular enough that it was uh you know up there with sonic the hedgehog for archie and I think turtles could get that. Um, I think if anybody, Alopex and Angel would be the top two that could support that on un- their own series.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe Casey by himself, just because of the name recognition. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think Casey's a character right now in IDW can support a series.
1: I don't know because if he was going to, I feel like it would have had to been when he was with the Purple Dragons. Yeah. yeah. But now he's not, you know,
0: like now that he's not like he's so listless that like, I don't know, like this is like like we were saying, like this is the first time, uh, like this is the first time that it's had that there's been development for Casey in a while. So it's like, eh.
3: but that being said, because of that, there is a lot to develop that they could take if, if someone has a direction for him and somewhere to take him. It's okay. new and different. They could do it. But I don't know how much I see Casey as an ongoing series character so much as I see him as like a mini mini series character or a side character in Turtles like he kind of I love Casey Jones, but in a way he is kind of one note in the fact that he's just kind of beating up criminals on the streets kind of thing and just kind of being like a neighborhood watch. Like, I just don't know how. I mean, you could probably get some decent stories with it and get a good amount of stories. Uh, Maybe even take him off the rails if you really want to. I don't, I guess any character you could. I take it all back. Anyway, you could imagine probably write an ongoing if you
1: wanted. If we had an ongoing about Angel and Alopex and could be like, hey, who stars in this uh, this ongoing? Oh, uh, nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Who's on first? (laughs) Nobody.
0: (laughs) What's on second?
3: And I don't know it's on third. There you go. I was like, please, somebody.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So I think that's everything that we've noticed for these three issues. Put yeah. Anchovies on this pizza.
2: Nobody likes anchovies. Sweet,
1: delicious anchovies. Um, let's see. Alliance number two. I only have the one. and It is that I hate Casey Jones's facial hair. Just, I,
0: I don't hate it um i noticed it it was a little weird i think it was i think it was because it was so small and patchy
1: yeah that's why i don't like about it
3: it doesn't look good on him no yeah. but is it in character for him to have you know still kind of let himself go and just kind of let the scruff go probably yeah
1: so <laughs> fair fair he should shave it as a character <laughs> but it it looks very like it looks very like uh like 17 year old facial hair you know like it's not it's not scruffy all over the face it's those like three patches that only someone yeah. just going well, through puberty can can
3: grow you know as <laughs> as someone who works in the trades there are 20 year olds that uh let their hair you know l- let it go for a minute that are scruffy looking and uh it looks like that so oh okay you know there, there are 20 year olds that still kind of grow that more pre-pubescent not not all of us are as uh phallically blessed as you are.
0: F- follically blessed. Follically. blessed. Oh yeah. shoot. Oh, no, it's very
3: different. All of us are as follically blessed as it's you are, very, Keith. very different.
1: Both, frankly. Sorry. <laughs> leave it in. Don't edit it. Leave it oh, in. Oh
3: man, no, I gotta edit it. It's gotta go.
1: That is the most Freudian of slips. Put
3: it in the put, uh, put it in the bonus content. Put it in the
0: bonus content. <laughs> follically,
3: follically, follically. I wanted to say follic.
1: I l- I love that. I didn't even catch it. Good job, Mike.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing Mike said something. Otherwise, because I was like, wait a minute, I think I said that wrong. And I was like, wait a minute, oh, isn't? Well, I mean, like, imagine if you
0: <laughs> imagine the listeners who would have caught that.
3: Oh, okay. Where do we go from that? Ah. Uh, oh yeah, Casey's facial hair. Yeah, it looks pretty crummy. Yep.
0: Um, this kind of goes for this kind of goes for both alliances. But I really, I I think I said this before. I don't like the alliance issues so far. I feel like all of these are B stories that could be like backups in the main book. Like so far, like these three issues have not felt like they should have been worth my four dollars. Not that they're bad stories. It's just that it there's it's so much setup. And it's like, like Karai's literally just kind of popping in these stories just to like in the last issues to be like, hey, you know, join me.
3: But I don't know. For me, I don't mind because these are characters that have like needed something for a while. And so getting to like get a nice update with them and but I'm, like.
0: But like I said, I'm not saying like this. I'm not saying the stories are bad. It's just it's like you're selling two B stories in in a book. And it's like, these could have been backups in like the main book. I don't know. Or, Just, or a backup in the Armageddon game book.
3: Cause well, they're taking like the full, the full 20 pages though. And I think they should, I don't know. But if like you're padding
0: there. it out, that's the thing is like, um, I like in issue in, um, issue three, like the Ravenwood fight is cool. And I love Junie Ba's art, but like, did we need all of that?
2: Yeah, I did <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think we did <laughs> It
0: was like it really it, it really just kind of doubled down On everything we already knew about Alapex's situation Like we already knew that she was mad About Hob and uh, The Foot Clan And so it's like it, it just kind of reinforces that And like Angel Other than like punching Ravenwood with the gauntlet Like really kind of didn't do anything oh and i forgot to mention this in um second time around and i was really happy like i noticed it um
2: uh when when um when angel is fighting that like uh what, what, what was she fighting
0: That like alien thing
1: Dude, yeah, it's, it's trom- like an, just an eutron exos- like beaver it's like an eutron
0: yeah. beaver uh when she's fighting it there's a health bar
1: yeah no <laughs> It knows that. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's
0: like fully read when she first starts fighting it. And then like as as it goes like as she's fighting it over the next couple of pages, it goes down.
1: Yeah, it's going
3: down. It, I don't it creates a lot of tension and suspense because it lets you know I where liked angels are. Yeah, I did too.
2: Oh,
1: that's what that thing is. But anyway, okay. this is Anchovies. We're supposed to talk about what sucks. I
0: know. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to mention that that part. Um, yeah. but but yeah, it's just I, I just I don't think these are, these should be their own issues, Huh. or if like you could have you could have put both of these stories in one issue. Yeah, like I don't know, and cut you could have cut down the fight with Ravenwood down a couple pages.
3: But I I, I love the fight. Like I I don't know. You just, you get to enjoy the art, like the action, the suspense, it's, like the everything that it sets up. It's to. good.
0: It just for some reason doesn't feel like it should be its own issues um i think i think casey and the frogs like i think i think that a lot of it went on way too long Hmm. i
3: don't know i like a good one shot so for me these aren't
0: but these aren't one shots that's that's the problem
3: i don't know to me they are like it's kind of like you just kind of get like a mini story and adventure that updates you on these characters uh and their journey and where they're at so for me i really like
1: it but i don't know yeah, I've had similar issues that Mike is describing with like other uh mini series in this in this story like a uh, what that April and Casey one where they go to California to get a feather like, uh, well, they we need a whole series for that. Yeah, game. like
0: but, not all of the IDW mini series have been bangers like yeah. as much as we love IDW like April and Casey is it's not the worst but it's definitely one of the most boring.
1: Yeah, and I I'm I'm kind of between the two of you like I I understand where Mike's coming from I'm also like it's good to check in with these characters that we haven't seen for a long time and give them room to to breathe but yeah it would be nice if we weren't spending you know two whole issues with them just condense it down but yeah fair yeah, enough and again know.
0: I'm not again I'm not saying that these are bad I just don't feel like I just don't feel like they're worth their own issues mm. like cuz even then like like you kind of said, like, this could be a one-shot. You can do, like, all of the Alliance in one shot.
3: I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I really... I, well, I'll get into how much I loved issue three later, but... Of uh, the Alliance, but... I think it's really Alliance interesting. How issues do we
0: have? Uh, I think one more? Yeah, I think there's just four.
1: No, there's five. Oh, there's five. All right. Okay. So... This one looks like it's Venus.
0: Oh yeah. That's in, that's in my next section.
3: All right. Okay. Well, issue one thirty-five we haven't talked about yet still. uh, For me, the only thing that like, just kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason, just graded on me is like when Jeff like gets those like moments alone with, with Sari and it's like this, like slow, like he's going to get her, but it feels like he could have easily killed her like yeah. in, in all of these different <laughs> moments. Like it never, it feels, it just, I kind of hate it. That whole like thing that they do where like these people have the means to kill someone quickly, but then they always just like go for like, they're reaching out to grab them kind of thing. Suspense moment when you know that they could just kill them. It's just like almost like, it's like, I don't want this character to die, but it's kind of frustrating that. I don't know. this situation is the way it is because this,
0: well, I think it's I think there's part this of probably,
1: that- like scream movie issue. It's like, just, just stab them yeah, I think, <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I think i think part of it is that like he's infiltrating like he's trying not to get caught doing
3: it either. yeah and that, that definitely could be the case you know and that would like make more sense with them like sending in a new trauma to try and tie up loose ends with angel you know if they're trying to make sure that no one knows that mm-hmm. they're out and prowling around but we haven't had anything telling us that yet so like if someone does say something about that later on, then I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, they're trying to keep their cover, you know, their profile completely low off the grid. They don't want anyone to know that Utrams are going around trying to assassinate a thing, you know, a person. That's possible. They're not trying to assassinate her. That's the other thing is he could be yeah. just trying to bring her in because yeah. it did sound like that was another thing.
0: Well, because they yeah. seem to, they seem to, uh, like Donatello and um, I think even Sari like seem to think that the Utrams want to kill her.
2: Yeah that's kind of the idea we've been getting. Um but I think when the one trauma reports in they said
3: to bring her in uh when Jeff reports in. Um,
2: so hmm. anyway, maybe uh we'll see. Guys, yeah, so what what is this thing in Alopex's
1: face and why is it pink now?
0: I don't know. Like I feel like it i mean it changes color so often
1: yeah it well does. Like from like she was when she was evil it was purple and then she got not evil or something and it turned like light blue and now it's pink i'm not sure when that happened
0: yeah it it's been pink i think since she broke up with Raph.
3: it's like kind of something that
1: happens just when she's angry does her fur like change it's color it's like
0: it's like it's like a mood yeah like, it's like mood fur
1: it's like a mood ring yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, but, she got a bandana at one point too, but she hasn't used it at all. Well, uh, yeah, when
0: she when she like formally joined the Splinter Clan, she got the green uh color bandana. Yeah. And then, then like what's even weirder on the cover of Alliance number three, if you have cover A, it's blue fur, it's like dark blue, black fur. Yeah,
3: yeah. Like they they it constantly changes, and I don't know why that is. If it's just artists' preference or however they feel like coloring it that day, I have no idea.
0: So Another thing that I kind of don't like is I really don't like how Roy Mercado draws Alopex.
3: Oh, at the end, like the, yeah. Of issue. yeah number three. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan either.
0: <laughs> um, I I generally like how they draw Karai mm-hmm. and Bebop and Rock City look, look good in this issue too. But like for, for some reason they like a little too much into the, like the Fox, you know wild animal for for her
3: mm-hmm. see uh, for for me my issue is is like when they give alopex like more like human anatomy and less fox anatomy like i like her kind of being more on like the animal looking side
0: i mean like uh, to me sophie still draws the best alopex
3: yeah no I'm i'm a fan of the way she draws her I also really like Junie Ba's way of drawing her too. It's not that much. I, I like.
0: I really liked Junie ba. Like again, yeah. that's that's the next section. So yeah,
1: she's got a belly button at the end of this.
3: Yeah, which was like, really weird. Yeah, that, that's what I mean by like it starts like getting on the more human yeah, looking anatomy.
1: I see that? Yeah, but it's yeah. but it's
0: like it's not even like the more. It's it, it's not consistent. Like she, yeah. like she has a belly button in this one, but then also like she's got like the, you know fox legs Mm -hmm. you know like and they're like
2: heavily fox legs so it's 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 weird yeah let's see what else did i not like um alliance three
1: i think we've mentioned this like what is that utram assassin thing that like evil beaver and why is it there because last we saw angel was okay so
3: yeah, no, that's a good point. They yeah. all seem like they were leaving. So, I yeah, I, I guess I would maybe kind of like an explanation as to why. The
1: only this... thing I could think is like the timeline says that Armageddon Games number four is between these two issues, and maybe something in that explains it. But
0: yeah, I think we were I think we were talking about this in the uh, bonus content, where like it feels like there's an issue missing, and it could be because technically. According to the chronology, uh, issue four of Armageddon game takes place before Alliance 3.
3: Okay. Yeah, because I, I know there was some skipping, but I've just kind of been doing like, I've just been taking it as it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been like, yeah, once there's three issues out, we'll cover them. Uh,
0: well, I mean, as of, as of now, as of us recording, it's not out yet. So yeah, we're not missing anything. Like, technically, but we're missing what seems like might be story.
3: (laughs) Yeah, in in the chronology of the whole thing, 4 was supposed to have been out already. So, for whatever reason, it's been delayed until next week from when this issue comes out. Well, Well, actually, the day after this episode comes out. The 18th of January. Yeah. yeah.
1: Any other anchovies before we move on? Nope. Mm -mm, I'm good. Alrighty, let's talk about what we love.
2: I love being a turtle.
3: All right, so, uh, number two of the alliance. Um, this is like much needed development for Casey, especially because like we, they, we never really talked about or like addressed his father dying. You know, like yeah, Hun sucks uh, in this series. Yeah, <laughs> and is by no means a good dad, but you know, he's still his dad, and he died uh and we get to see that he's kind of fallen apart in one issue early on in the main run uh you know and that he's kind of you know that he's probably going through some kind of depression but then he gets in a whole fight with raf and then it just kind of he's just kind of gone uh Mm -hmm. and so it's just great to finally see him like talking about it and acknowledging it and for casey's character to finally (laughs) it seems like you know dealing with it yeah at least we get to finally
0: hear him dealing with it like yeah. no, like like we mentioned, like this is kind of the first development that Casey's had in what seems like years. Yeah. Um, real-time years, not in story years. Um, and so for Casey to like have this full on like X, you know, explanation, exposition with the dog, um it it was really, really good. Um, because it like it, it points out very specifically, like Casey hasn't had this development because literally no one seems to want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like that sucks. You feel bad for him. Yeah.
3: Well, and that's part of, for me, that's like some of the great writing here because yeah, this character has fallen off the edge of the earth and has been forgotten about, but now they've like written that into the story itself to yeah. help mm-hmm. keep talking about it, which is a great, I don't know. It was a great
1: way to do it for me yeah, yeah I, I mean same here I, I hadn't even really put together that like yeah he also lost his father like I, it didn't even occur to me because hun was such a jerk you know yeah and and, and it's, it's like
2: cool to see also that it,
1: like he's got some at least a little bit of empathy or understanding of why his dad might have become an alcoholic too yeah and then now he's drinking and like He says he's got it under control, but like so does every other alcoholic until it's not under control. Yeah, like
0: like that whole like I can nip it in the bud, you know, anytime I want. Like that's very much a uh, addict's. uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like every addict says that I can I can I can stop when I want. Mm -hmm. Um. So so like seeing this kind of development for Casey, like it's it's really sad. Um. Because like not even like the other turtles like he he, he talks about like how Raph is his best friend, um, but like Mikey hasn't even reached out to him. Yeah, and like Mikey's kind of the one who is the heart of the team. Like he's got to make sure everybody's okay.
3: Yeah. So yeah, it, it's really sad, and I'm you know I guess I'm emo. I grew up in the 2000s, so you know I was a kid in the 2000s, so I I eat this stuff up. I love it. I love it when characters <laughs> suffer. Uh, yeah, you
0: know, I mean, we know, you're, we know you're a 2003 fan. It's <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, emo, edgy, you know, all that stuff that comes, I guess, from being a child during that time. Uh, I eat it up. So Casey's Lincoln, definitely been the Lincoln odd Park man out. Park is playing in the background.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: <right>. Crawling <laughs> in <laughs> my skin.
1: Yeah. Casey's been the odd man out over the last. What two or three years? So it's good to see them acknowledge it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Two two or three years in. In real in in real life, not in the book. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like that was that was really good. I I really liked that. Um. I I kind of like the frogs more. Now after after all of this.
3: Yeah, I know. I liked seeing them.
0: They're they're just kind of like we just want to be left alone, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: And just seeing them like to be also be in action and fighting was was fun and cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but there'll always be something about like small girl character with giant hammer that will always eyes, be entertaining. My
0: favorite trope.
3: <laughs> there's just something about that trope that is super fun. I love seeing Mary swinging around a sledgehammer. Yeah. Uh, same with just the other punk frogs doing their
1: thing. I already forgot them. All right, so there's. Let me write these down. There's Mary. There's Clyde,
0: There's Bloody Mary, Attila. So, in alphabetical order, okay, Attila, Bloody Mary, Clyde, Genghis, Napoleon, Rasputin, Zedian.
3: Zedian, I don't know who Zedian is. Like, uh, like Zedian a is level. the
0: one Zedian, I think, is the big one.
3: Well, like, I, I know who does the punk frogs. I'm saying, like, historically, who the terrible person that he's named after is. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> who's Clyde, um, Bonnie who's, and Clyde? Who, Oh, Bonnie uh, and
0: Clyde. Wu, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Bonnie right. and Clyde. Uh, it's Wu Zedian, Empress of China from 665 to 705
3: AD. Oh, all right. So she must have been a uh, despotic ruler
0: or something. Let's see. I'm just reading her
2: Wikipedia article.
0: Unprecedented in Chinese history, she subsequently founded and ruled as Empress Regent of the Wuz- of the Wuzhou I hope I said that right, Wu Zhao dynasty of China from 690 to 705. She was the only female sovereign in the history of China widely regarded as legitimate. Under her 40-year reign, China grew larger, became one of the great powers of the world, its culture and economy were revitalized, and the corruption in the court was reduced. She was removed from power in a coup and died a few months later.
2: Well, I guess... It's a,
0: it's a pretty lengthy article, so I'm, I was literally just reading the top.
3: Yeah, I guess anyone that has probably uh, revitalized the power of their nation and turned it into a power has probably done so through lots of bloodshed. So we'll just assume that <laughs> that it has something from there. Either that or how she uh, cleared out the corruption in the courts it might have been a, a very bloody process, too. Who knows? But uh, I'll have to look into that. Because now I'm curious as to uh, what makes her qualify to be a part of this group of... People named after people who are usually known as uh, being very questionable, at the very least, people
2: in history. Um, the That's other all things, I got for that.
3: Okay. Yeah, the other things that I liked, is like seeing the purple dragons back as like villains again. Uh, you know, and the way they did it is kind of having them, you know, be mutant haters and Casey not being able to uh, jive with that really uh, works for me.
0: Yeah, it's nice to see Casey not a racist.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yeah, he chooses the right path, not the easy path. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, the other thing that I like is
3: Casey's classic mask is back. Like, they didn't try to, like, paint a dragon on it or just, like, make it look like a normal hockey mask by putting holes in it. Like, the iconic look is iconic for a reason. Leave it. That's all I got to say.
0: No, they got to change it. I need a robot mask. <laughs>
3: like they they always try they always try so hard to like i feel like to like make it look more like a normal hockey mask or redesign it when it's one of those things that's
1: like perfect it just is the way it is well, yeah because for so long he's had that mask with like the six holes from the forehead to the nose right yeah yeah, yeah so it's cool to see the the old one back yeah was I that
0: know. in was that in the box in the, that mr o'neill gave him
3: it was yeah which okay. I guess you just gotta assume that in the Turtles universe there's a lot of hockey masks out there that look like Casey's.
0: Well, like I s like I saw that, but then uh earlier in the issue, wasn't he wearing that already? Or was it the six dot one?
3: No, he was wearing that already. So it looks like I said, there's just gotta be apparently a common brand of hockey mask in Casey's universe that uh, you know, the turtles universe that that just looks like Casey's mask. <laughs> but Anyway, there, there's people that you know, like that. I don't know, I've seen people talk about how like it's not like a, a real hockey mask, like there's not hockey masks out there like that. And it's like, no, there isn't, but that's what makes it look cool. Anyway.
0: Yeah. I mean, also there's not mutant ninja turtles out there. So yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I'm a, know of. <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those things, because God, this has been the discussion this week of why does that break people's <laughs> suspension of disbelief.
3: So yeah, I don't know. There's there's some things that like they have like an in-universe explanation and then it gets to a point where like to explain this thing though, like you've really got to like, I don't know to me, like there's some things where it gets to a point where it's like, okay, to explain this thing, you've really got to ramp up your, your explanations,
0: I guess. I don't know. I mean, like there's a lot that this fandom kind of gets bogged down on for some reason. Yeah. I do all the time. Like over things. (laughs) no, but like, you're not (laughs) to, to be a little controversial here. You're not dumb about (laughs) like, (laughs) like the discourse this week has been uh, over some certain designs that have leaked on the internet that may or may not be real. Uh uh, And why a particular character has braces and how did they get braces? And it's like,
3: I mean, errors. I, I struggle with the braces thing, too personally.
1: It's kind of like what? what? why? Like
0: years,
1: I do <laughs> why? I, because I think it's because that's almost like anatomy, yeah, like right? I, like. Like I could buy that someone flushed some nunchucks. That's why Michelangelo has nunchucks. I don't believe that anyone has ever like flushed braces or something.
3: Well, like, well, I mean, it's not even the flushing the nunchucks. Like, it's like okay, they could have stolen them from somewhere, you know, or something. Like they could have, or you know, like an adventure has been gifted them by someone. They defended. It, there's, there could be any number of explanations on how they got their hands on some nunchucks lying around. They could have beaten up some gangsters and gotten them. Uh, braces. Who's doing this? Orthodontics. You know, like that's, that's kind of where my issue comes in is like, who is doing the orthodontics?
1: Maybe, maybe here, here, maybe they're just uh, like, he thought braces look cool and they're just on there with like Sharpie. It's like grills. And he's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it.
2: <laughs> All right,
0: whatever. It's a hill. It's a hill that I'm going to die on.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that's my big issue there's is like who was doing the orthodontics I guess if you have like a Donatello that is straight up inventing like things that transport you to another dimension he can be doing oh the you orthodontics saw you too. saw me say that <laughs> oh I didn't see you say that but if I, I
0: literally said that verbatim
3: okay. <laughs> like, I was like
0: I was like oh yeah like how could uh oh what, what did I say it was um Nobody, nobody bats an eye at Donatello building a portable portal generator that can fold in on itself. But the uh-huh. second then Mikey gets braces, you know,
3: yeah. everyone loses their mind. So, I, I, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, if you're in one of those universes, sure, why not? But if you're not and you're like dialing back on Donatello's abilities and he can't just do anything, then once again, it's like, yeah, why? why are we doing orthodontics on the... Anyway, the Teenage Mutant Turtles. That that's just my only my only beef with it. But it's not like I'm gonna let it destroy the whole thing for me either. It's like whatever. Yeah, that that's the acting
1: stupid part about it. It's like yeah. they haven't <laughs> been officially revealed yet, and you already hate the movie based on one turtle having braces. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, on the good stuff of these issues, right? Yes.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, the classic mask is bad. That's it. Yeah, the, the mask is classic. Don't change a classic uh i don't know it's things like for example people sit and try and like redesign like black canary in dc's history and every single time they go away from like they got it right the first time you know don't don't give her the the judo suit or whatever it is she's got on during that she had during the 80s or other things like that like the the original design the classic canary thing on it yeah like yeah that's looks so bad uh you know even zatanna as well has had some very questionable like just complete. tried to like overhaul the costume and it's like when you have good classic you, you don't have to change it you've got it it looks good it's iconic there's a reason why people remember it and let you on to it anyway hot take possibly like
0: changed spider-man's costume
3: yeah but spider-man's costumes never changed super drastically you know it's like oh now it's black you no know? i like, like it when they do change it i
0: mean changing a red and blue costume to black is a drastic change but i mean like some of the other changes. There, there was one. There was one suit that came out like a year ago, a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and you know, I I grew up in that era with uh, Superman Blue, and I liked Superman Blue, and I always take a bunch of crap for that, <laughs> but I will die on that hill.
1: That I like. <laughs> We we'll have to find you some more hills to die on.
0: <laughs> I've got a lot of hills that I die on. So. <laughs> Uh, this mountain range is be- is plent- plentiful. It's the
3: Appalachian. Yeah.
1: Uh. Well, yeah, that's, a, that's what I got for what I love from that issue. All right, on to 135. Guys, the warp crystal. And I said this back when we did the warp crystal. I was like, why did, did Kirby take a crystal and tie it to a pencil? Couldn't they have just given him a magic pencil? And here... They've done essentially just that. The crystal just fuses with the pencil. It's a magic pencil. Done. Solved yeah. all my problems. Thank you, IDW. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love seeing the the word crystal. Yeah, Sophie, come back.
0: Sophie heard your plea. <laughs> and she was like, I'm gonna do this just for Keith. I, I
1: hope, hope
3: so.
0: Sophie, if that's true. Yeah, Sophie, cool. if you're listening, um, we love
2: that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, no, seeing the warp crystal again, super awesome. I, I don't know. I I like that story a lot. I like do Number One. I like that episode of the two thousand three series that adapts it as well. Uh, so, like I said, seeing it pop up again, that was that got me really excited.
1: It was weirdly made into like a children's storybook back in the late eighties as well. Like each turtle had like a like a what is this with the golden spine little golden books. Yeah, it had one that was. Donatello and the Warp Crystal.
0: Huh. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, another thing on uh, 135, I really like Pharaoh's art. hmm Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think Pharaoh's probably my new favorite um, artist on the main book.
1: Yeah. He does a great job. I really like his art. We've honestly been blessed with some amazing artists over the years. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Like, you know. I mean, especially the post 100 era, like Sophie and um, Jody Nishima. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I I really like their art. And
2: then, you know, whenever Junie shows up, like, love Junie. Mm-hmm. Who's the first? It was Ben Bates was on the first couple of issues, right? Uh, Dan Duncan. Dan Duncan, I knew it was something. Oh, illitative.
1: oh, we, yeah. are you going back to one? I'm going back to one. Yeah, I can remember. Oh, yeah, like Dan, Dan, yeah. Dan like the
0: original Check. Dan Duncan art. Um, Ben Bates,
1: to uh, Luco,
3: yeah, like
0: Luco. Um, I, I guess I'm in the in the minority, but I really liked Andy Kuhn's art.
3: I do too. I do no, too. Especially, well, especially in I'm, the Mutanimals
1: book. Like, like
0: when I found out that like a lot of people don't like Andy Kuhn's art, I was like, Are you kidding me?
1: I still want the last Ronin drawn by Andy Kuhn. I would I yeah,
0: I would I want a last Ronin drawn by him. Uh, no want, no
1: offense to anyone on that book, but like I
3: thought that was a perfect fit. But. Yeah. Well and I, I just like especially on the last Ronin, because like the last Ronin was like the most polished his art has ever looked. I was loving it, the, those yeah. few test pages we got.
0: I mean the so. fact that they the fact that they did the Batman versus Team and T movie based on Andy Kuhn's art who didn't even draw the book. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was such a weird but like really cool thing. Mm -hmm.
2: Man. Yeah. No
3: I I really like it too. I mean like I don't know. There's I don't there's not a whole lot of artists that when reading the book I'm just like I can't stand it. Like for the most part a lot
2: of Ninja Turtles artists have been great.
0: Like even the ones that have been kind of like okay have been really good still.
2: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I'm drawing I'm drawing a blank, but I'm trying to remember who was who was drawing before um who was drawing the book before uh Pharaoh, uh Pablo Tunica.
3: Yeah, Pablo like, Tunica, his his art is good, very stylized.
0: Yeah, like Pablo Tunica's art is, is is good and it's stylized. Like he draws really good turtles. Like his humans were the brought were the issue, but mm. um
1: that's usually the problem, right? It's like People are good at drawing turtles, but not humans or vice versa.
0: <laughs> well, I think like because like turtles, you can be more creative with because, mm-hmm. you know, they're not real. So like you don't have like your eyes don't mm-hmm. like you, your eyes just accept it. Yeah. Like when humans look weird, then you're like,
2: uh, uh, uh.
1: yeah, that's I, and I think I said this before. The best thing that Eastman and Laird ever did was like draw turtles and then put a mask on Casey Jones. Yeah, something they're trying to draw a human face. Absolutely, you know? that
0: really helped out when uh, yeah. Jim Lawson was drawing they the have
1: very stylized faces, but they're not pretty. You yeah, know? yeah.
0: I still don't have that Mirage Casey figure. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, and it's like thinking about how it looks,
1: uh, like the regular face. <laughs> oh yeah, he's as Well, you just
3: got to leave the mask
0: on him. It's <laughs> so,
1: yeah. <laughs> he's really cool. I think his legs are a little long, though. It might just be me, but uh, anyway. What else do we like about uh, 135? I think I'm I think I'm good on that one. All right, Spencer, I know you've been burying the lead here. Let's hear about Alliance 3. All right, Alliance 3,
3: Juniball like takes full advantage of the medium with with throughout this whole book, throughout the, the whole fight everything, like Angel's health bar you've already mentioned. Like just this visual cue you can have that that he uses or or they actually don't know their gender. Oh, I believe it's he. Uh, I think we
1: followed them on Instagram. I, yeah, I don't know. But let's say they just in, in the spirit of. I,
0: I just I always say they.
1: Yeah. So. Okay. Uh.
3: Anyway, but Junie Baugh's... Anyway, let's take it back from the top. So Junie Baugh takes like full advantage of the medium, like with Angel's health bar, just being able to see how much gas she's got left in the tank, and you know when she's like at the end, like you can just visually see it there the depiction of Alopex's senses in this book, when she's like sensing the, when she's smelling the guards and you can see their outline, like in a, in a scent cloud, you know, or detecting things. When that dude pees himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the guy pees himself. It's, it's so awesome. Like just the way that that's being portrayed. Uh The onomatopoeias throughout the, the, the sound effects essentially throughout the book and how like, stylized and and jagged and everything else they are like when Ravenwood plummets out of the plane and crashes on the ground and it's got those letters just scrunched up below her. it, It just makes everything so dynamic and fun to look at that with the character's expressiveness, you know, that's already there, that matches the mood, the way that motion is depicted, you know, with their bodies kind of like losing, uh, like losing form to depict motion and everything else. It's just, it just makes everything look so action-packed and nice to look at and fun to read. And the coloring is just an amazing bow that ties all of it. Mm. Like the intense bright colors, but like not a ton of colors, you know, just very selective on each panel. It makes it more like a seasoning. You know, you don't have too much of it in there. It makes the whole thing just visually fantastic. I I love this issue. Just looking at it, reading it, uh, seeing the action, following along with it. It's
1: it's just fun to look at. I yeah, love it. We don't we don't call out Rhonda Pattison enough, but like she does a top notch job on the colors. I, since like issue one, she's been on this book. i just yeah. knocking out of the park. Yeah. I I think that Rhonda Pattison
3: did everything from one to a hundred in the main line, and I think even in the side series, too. I think it hasn't been until lately that we've started to see other
1: people coloring uh, some of the side stories and stuff. Yeah. I don't know that I would want Juni Ba like on the book full time, like Mm -hmm. main series or anything. But like this and the annual that they did Mm -hmm. are like two of the prettiest books we've had. But I could see it becoming overwhelming if we were doing every book like this, you know? Yeah.
3: No, I I do yeah. think it's one of those things that I like as one shot kind of yeah. stories. I don't know,
1: but they knock it out of the park, man.
0: Or give Junie Ba the side book that we were
2: talking about. Yeah, there we
1: go. But IDW hire us, we get ideas.
3: There you go. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: I I also love seeing Ravenwood again. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I think she's cool. Uh, I would love to see more of her in the future, more fleshed out. It, like I said, it's a very unique Turtles character that's new and original. And I'm all for introducing new and original characters into Ninja Turtles, especially when original
0: character in cool. Ninja Turtles? Yeah. No way the fans will like them.
3: Give it to me. Give, give me all the new original characters with, with old ones, because I like <laughs> all of it. But uh, I, I love being able to see the universe of the Turtles get fleshed out and to potentially create more things that could make an even longer series that moves past the shredder that could be on TV. That's good and can just keep going. Yeah. Like this comic cast and uh, seeing Angel and Alopex together is another thing that will just always make me a fan of a story instantly. Uh, I love the two together. They're probably my favorite duo uh, next to Raph and Casey in all these stories
2: and all of these series. So yeah, I'm excited to to see them together again and what they're going to do. And that's
3: where I'll end my uh, <laughs> my gushing about this issue.
1: All right, I had exactly the same thing written down. So and thirded. So
0: three, uh, you know, three not good, not three not bad issues. Uh, they're definitely setting up uh, what's to come. Like. I, I think part of my just annoyance is I really want to see what it's all building to. Cause I'm excited. Like I, I like the Armageddon game so far and I really can't wait to see where everything goes.
3: All right. You guys ready to move on to the news? Yes.
0: Yeah, I guess.
2: <laughs> April O'Neil channel nine news, uh, channel six news.
0: So in Ba-da-da. news this week, uh, not a lot. Uh another quiet week. Uh I actually just heard on the pipeline earlier today that the lost years is delayed until March now. Oh no. Yeah.
3: Which stings because I was going to be able to swing by my comic book shop that week cuz I was I had school that week and anyway, it's it's in the it's on the way Bum me out. <laughs> that stinks. Nice.
0: Originally yeah. slated for November 2022, um I have not seen anything official on it yet, um, but I heard that it is being delayed at least until March. It was already kind of delayed until February, um, but which leads me
3: to believe that Kevin Eastman is still using the mirage method, and I don't know what the mirage <laughs> method is. <laughs> if well, it's not nice. late. It's not mirage, right? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: But also, too, like that's kind of par for course with. Uh, <laughs> the last Ronin. Yeah. No, so yeah. delays delays happen. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. But uh it it is it is a little disheartening to have it delayed already. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh Playmates is doing a lot of new uh re-releases. Um and one of the big ones that they kind of announced out of nowhere last week was the Ninja Elite series, which is kind of their stab at like star wars black series and marvel legends um and it's so far it's uh four figure four previously released figures um two of them are based on the 87 cartoon um and so we get an animated shredder and we get a triceraton from the two packs that they released last year of the classic collection figures and then we get uh two of the movie turtles from the from that classic collection,, uh, but with the really with the really cool addition of like soft goods, trench coats, and hats. Uh, so that's Mikey and Leo, who didn't wear those in the movie, but you know, it's
2: still kind of cool. Um I will save like for this line, it's it's an interesting
0: concept um i'm kind of glad that they're doing this and also like one of the one of the big things that people complained about with those uh classic collection two packs from last year was that like people wanted the triceraton and shredder on their own they didn't want to have to buy the turtles they already had and so now this is kind of the opportunity for that you can buy them separately now i think they're only like 20 bucks um like 20 25 bucks so not cool. terrible um But I think one of the biggest uh, thing, like it's kind of disappointed that they started this line with, you know, re-releases. First of all, that's not a good look. But also too, like they could go in the direction that like Mattel is doing with the Masters of the Universe, uh, the Masterverse line, which is kind of this collection of modern articulated, like classic designs. And it's like, I would love it if Playmates would go that direction. Like, I want to see them do new sculpts. And it's like, will they? I don't know. But um, until then, we have these. They're, like I said, they're not terrible. They're actually, you know, they're good toys, you know, for the dude that just wants a turtle on the shelf. Like, these are perfect. And so I, I'm, I would like to pick these up for myself
1: especially the ones with the soft goods, like trench coats. Yeah, right, you never have too many trench coats, right?
0: Well, I mean, like, you know, I, I've gotten in the habit of buying, like, soft goods for, like, my action figures now. Like, um, there's a guy I follow, Daredevil19 um, on Instagram, and every time that dude's got new capes and stuff, like, absolutely... Um, I just got the new Marvel Legends, like Black Panther figure, and it comes with like a plastic cape, which is fine. But I mean, he will sell me a really good quality, uh, wired cloak, and it's just like it doesn't even compare. Like the plastic one is just is is so not bad, but it's like having a cloth one with a wire in it is just so much better.
1: We had a couple other re releases from.
0: When yeah, you know, so sorry, that, that was just, so that was like No, you're fine <laughs> Some of the first ones um, There was a full page ad uh, That I think Praternia.com on Twitter Had posted Kind of showing a lot of stuff um, Showing a lot of the the re-releases uh, We're seeing the Pizza Toss and Turtles Which haven't been re-released in years As a Walmart exclusive line uh, The giant size Ninja Turtles figures which, uh, if you listen to Turtle Recall, uh, me and Jason do the news last night, uh, I didn't know that these are actually smaller than the
1: original ones. so they're they're semi-giant. So
0: I mean, they're still big,, yeah. but they're not they're not the giant ones, like the original like the original turtles. Um, and Jason posted a side by side picture of it so you can see it. Um, I think I'll retweet it on uh, our Twitter i also noticed
1: that they don't have unique faces i think the original ones did
0: they did they all had so the original the original giant sized turtles
1: were like enlarged
0: versions of the original figures Mm -hmm. these ones are all like all have Raphael's face
1: but i'm probably still going to pick up the donatello just because i always wanted that one but
0: i i'm more, not all four? you know i don't know i don't know I, i'm kind of i'm kind of debating like i my wife will absolutely not want me to get these um but i kind of want to get them for my nieces but i never had them when i was younger so i never i don't have an attachment to them so it it's it's kind of weird
1: but i, have I them, might like pick i want them because i didn't have them attachment i mean know? there's that too
0: there's that too um and so like I've said it before on the show, like my comic book store famously has them hanging from the roof of the store. Um, so like every time I go in, I see them and I'm kind of like, Oh, those are neat. And that's kind of like, <laughs> that's kind of it for me mm-hmm. with that, with those, like I have them by proxy. Cause my store has them.
2: <laughs> I see.
0: Um, but like, they're cool. Um, and then the re-releases that really have everybody talking, uh, especially me, like these ones I'm interested in, are the storage shell turtles? Uh, so the four original storage shell turtles; those are getting re-released as well. Um, I think those are already pretty much everything is already showing up in stores. I think except the pizza toss and turtles; um, those might be, but they're in Walmart, so I don't ever get to see one. Um, but uh, I think they're cool. I think I'm 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 glad that Playmates is kind of getting this stuff out, um, but. I do really want some new stuff. Playmates,
1: I really want I you want to do them. some new sculpts. So hopefully so. those those pizza toss and turtles are insane looking. And they are, but also
0: but also they never made a pizza toss and
2: Donatello. So that's I that's one of those things did. where it's
0: like it's a curse of like it's it's a curse of something that like, <laughs> you know, you'll never have a full turtles team.
1: I think they did make a pizza toss and Don- because uh, I'm pretty sure
2: a store near me had like a vintage one. Could be wrong. I'm checking as we speak. Oh, okay. Gotcha.
0: Uh, Okay. Apparently they did have one. So then it's even more weird why there isn't one on there. One on where? Uh, how, how they're not doing a re-release of that.
2: Oh, interesting. At, at least it's not on the ad. So that's what's really weird about it.
1: You said those are Walmart exclusives?
0: Yeah, according to the ad I saw earlier, those are Walmart exclusives. So...
1: Oh. Time to do some internet shopping.
0: And yeah, if you, if you can find them. Uh, but like I said, everything else is up for sale right now. Um, they have not hit my targets yet, but my targets are all in the middle of doing the re- the
2: toy aisle reset. So they should be there soon. Cool, cool. Any
0: other news,
2: guys?
3: Uh, in comic books, the day after this episode comes out, January 18th, issue 136 of the main series will be out, as well as Artem and Getting Games number four.
1: Awesome. So sort we're of like most of the way to another episode.
3: <laughs> yeah. No. We're. I mean, we still. I think we have to wait till like the first week of February for, um, the Alliance number five to
1: come or four to come out. Okay. So it'll be around then that we do our next, our next episode. Well, speaking of future episodes,
3: Spencer, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week, we're going to cover the final three, kind of four, episodes of season five.
1: Yes, yeah, which... so that is Welcome Back Polarisoids, Michelangelo the Sacred Turtle, and then the two-part Planet of the Turtleoids, part one and two.
3: Yeah, so we're just going to, I don't know, in the lists on the Turtlepedia, it makes it so that that one, like the Tur- Planet of the Turtleoids, is one episode, just a very long one. Uh, so we're gonna make it one episode so that we can just finish off episode, uh, the final episode, well, the final episodes in one go, not have like a hanging, I don't know, whatever.
1: It just seemed yeah, better to do it that season way. Season five, which yeah. is like it's downhill from here, basically. like think every other season is less episodes than this 22 episode season. So, yeah, well, one of them might, yeah. I think season seven might
3: be a little longer but it might be like 27, but after that,
2: everything's really short. All
0: right. So guys, thank you again for another uh, episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Uh, Let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought of it. Uh, If you are reading along with the Armageddon game, let us know what you think of the book so far. Uh, And where do you think it's going to go from here? So let us know somewhere on the internet, Ninja Turtle Power Hour, Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And guys, we love you. Thank you.
3: Yeah, so that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, Cowabunga dudes.
1: Cowabunga.
0: Booyakasha.
1: You know, the other day, I just needed something in the background, so I put on, uh, like, Pluto TV's Totally Eternal channel, watched a couple episodes of the 2012 series, and that's a really good series, man. I kind of forgot, like, how good some of those episodes are. I was watching the one where they find out that April's a clone, and, like, it was so creepy. Man, it was so cool. And then uh, I, I realized I never listened to your guys' episode about that show so i'm like 15 minutes into it and i totally forgot that like michelangelo and donatello had bladed weapons and so you guys said something about it oh yeah because they like they dropped them pretty quickly i mean like michelangelo still uses his as a grappling hook a lot but
0: yeah they dropped donatello's really really
1: early yeah yeah weird stuff weird times you weren't there for that episode
0: no he wasn't
1: no, I forget what I had going on. I had something going on. I think y'all had Jason from Turtle Recall on. I don't know if it was the baby. Oh, yeah. I think you had uh, to do something with maybe having a child. That's probably... <laughs> was that then? I forget. I don't oh, know. That's around that time. Uh, everything
3: is like... I can't believe it's 2023 already. So everything's... Speaking convular. of when
0: are we doing... Um, 2003?
3: We'll be recording that on February 1st. I
1: remember too, like... Oh, Hey. <laughs> i remember too talking about uh the dimension x and trial of krang thing um Mm -hmm. i remember the turtles like i don't think i would have noticed this had i not saved all like five issues of that miniseries and read them all at once but like the turtles go off in one of the neutrino spaceships and then later it's a different neutrino that they're with and then later, it's like there's no neutrino at all. And then later, it's yet a third neutrino. Like they, through five issues, they couldn't keep consistent which neutrino they were with. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it. Like I, I guess maybe
3: it's just things like that that just maybe just not fully feel connected. I don't know. Yeah. But I, yeah, that was, that's like the one part I would say of that whole run that I struggle with is is that section. Hmm. I just also I'm just not like a super big fan of. The ghostbusters like i don't know like it feels like every single ending is like and now we'll pull out this thing that we've had prepped the whole time and use it you know kind of thing or like you know don't ever cross the streams oh man we gotta cross the streams like boom we beat it you know
2: they Did can't we cross the streams. week
0: they can't cross the streams because it might potentially destroy stuff you don't know they just get the, lucky the, the
1: first time. rule of ghostbusters is don't cross the stream the second rule of ghostbusters is at the end of every movie cross the streams yeah like
3: that's kind of my
1: <laughs> i've never been a big fan of that. ghostbusters either uh the car is sweet and the like, yeah, their fire station hq awesome yeah. but like the rest of it <clears throat> i don't really you know, No, like, if
0: you ever if you ever like get a chance like the idw ghostbusters is like top tier. It's one of my all time favorite comics. I've Um,
1: heard really good. I've just never been a fan, you know, never, never picked it up.
0: It's like, it's the true sequel for me.
1: Um,
0: it could loosely fit in with, uh, afterlife, like very loosely. Mm -hmm. Um, just depending on how you kind of imagine it would fit in. Um, but yeah, I just, I love it. Yep. Highly recommend it if you get a chance.
1: Which one's Afterlife? Is that the most recent one?
0: Yeah, it's the movie that came out last year.
3: Got like one of the Stranger Things kids in it, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it takes That's it right. takes place far enough into the future of Ghostbusters that like, because c- the comic is, is like a couple years after Ghostbusters 2.
2: Mm-hmm. In fact, it's after the video game when, the, and the video game takes place in like 87, I think.
3: Hang on. Yeah, like conceptually, like I can see how Ghostbusters is cool because like it's monster hunting and they're hunting like ghosts, but it's like with sci-fi stuff, not really like using like mystical exorcism or anything else. Like they're using like sci-fi things to do so. And so I can mm-hmm. see where the creative kind of cool conceptual idea comes from. It's just the fact that, like... Oh,
0: it's 1991.
3: It seems like there's only so many way to capture ghosts and to do it, and after so much time, it's kind of like, what more can you do with this idea?
0: Well, I mean, because it... So, that's what the comic kind of gets into, is, like, the comic gets into more than just ghosts. Like, there's cool... There's a cool arc about... um, Can the Ghostbusters, like, copyright this technology? And then, like, um, the ghostbusters cause so much damage that like how do they get regulated and they wind up like officially working for the city like they can't be private exterminators anymore, and when they start working for the city, um that opens up like some that opens up like something where um someone else can use their patents hmm. on the on the technology, so you have like another guy who's like. <laughs> who's who's a ghostbuster um and then it just kind of starts getting into like you know there's more than just ghosts in New York, and so like there's a there's a road trip arc um it's it's it, like i said it's it's really good and then it, it it's a character piece, so like it it expands on like winston you find out winston is ex military and he you know he's going back to school um because he's he knows he's the least educated out of all the Ghostbusters because they're all they're all scientists. Mm. So like like I said, it's it's a really good comic. It's not that long. Um, I think there's 34 issues between like there's two series. There's um uh there's Ghostbusters, which is 16 issues, I think. And then
2: um New Ghostbusters. Which is like another sixteen. Yeah, Ghostbusters. And then I
0: think I have it as the new Ghostbusters.
2: Yeah. Anyway, their crossover 20 20 issues of that. Okay.
3: Their crossover issues at the turtles aren't really my favorite either. I, I don't know. It just kind of always ends up feeling like this thing where like both are baiting the readers of both series to try and like start reading and getting into the other, like they just start kind of like talking about things like in the middle of the issue that I've already read or mm. be like, I'm not going to read. And it's just like, I get it. These characters are catching up, but it just feels like you're trying to get me to read the other person's story and get me curious about it. And I just, I just want to move on.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. yeah. um, Like that they they kind of play off each other in that way, but also at the same time, like,
3: I don't know. There's just like, like, there's that whole like period. in one of the issues, like for like, it feels like for such a long time that Donatello and Egon just go back and forth filling each other in on what's happened in each other's stories.
0: Well, it just feels like it slows it
3: down so much.
0: They're both very different kinds of scientists. So it's like, they have to kind of,
3: I mean, I get it, but they're just kind of just like talking about, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it does anything to really move the story it just feels like it's there to try and like bait you into trying to like read the other person like the other series as comic to me I don't know to get you interested in it and it just I don't know for me it it doesn't really move the story it slows it down a whole lot and you're just kind of like all right can we can we get back to the whole collector's thing can we move
0: it along
2: please (laughs) yeah all right well
3: anyway that's just me I don't know it's taste I guess For whatever reason, I struggle with the Ghostbusters.
2: Anyway, should we get going? Yeah, why not? All right. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour.
3: I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey.
2: And I'm Mike Templeton.